Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Off Mic, Off the Record. I'm your host, Aaron Bentley, and joining me this week, all of the prophets and a couple of the outlaws. What's up, guys? So we got Matt. How are you, sir? I'm great. Thanks for having us. Do I just go around the table? James? How you doing? How you doing? (laughs) Good delay there. I was just thinking Jamie would be thrilled that he's one of the outlaws. He is one of the outlaws. He would say that is accurate. He is an outlaw. He is an outlaw? He's not a prophet. Yeah, whenever people ask, which one of you them are the prophets and uh, which one of them are the outlaws? Jamie says, I don't know. I'm an outlaw. That's so. That's correct. So what about you, Johnny? What does that make you? Well, I think Jamie's thing is uh, not to throw him under the bus, but he's the only one that will come out and say when that question is asked that he's the only one that's been arrested. He will admit to the arrest record. So the rest of us have not been arrested. So there's that. It was like a high school. He was like detained in a car for a minute. I, I think, think that's what it was. He yeah. thinks he's but, so cool. He was like 16 years old. Right? Yeah, but like that's even better. He's just going to keep living that up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going there. Stevie, what about you? How's it going? Are you good, man? Are you a prophet or an outlaw? Um, I don't know. Have you I ever got caught uh, with marijuana at Wet n' Wild and got kicked out? I have not. Oh, you're a prophet then. You're a prophet. There we go. You're a prophet. Yeah, okay. That's it. And I love the fact that you said wet and wild. And not, <laughs> wet and wild. And not hurt. That's yeah. how that's how young Jamie was. <laughs> wet and wild. What was wasn't there another park right next to it called like Whitewater or something like that? I'm really aging myself well, on Wet and Wild was called something else. Hurricane Harbor. Called, okay. No, 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 no. Before, Before that. it was called Wet and Wild, it was called something else and it might have been Whitewater. Yeah, Whitewater. It might have been Whitewater, yeah. Okay. I don't know. I'm, I'm really aging myself here <laughs> talking about it. What was that? What was that dance club that was over in that area? Malibu Beach Club or something like that? What? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. That. I don't remember that. I so, missed out on that phone. I was too young to go clubbing by Wet and Wild. Well, no, this was like, let's say 98-ish. Okay. And it was a like 16 to 20-year-old club. So you've had a long day Ooh, I wasn't allowed there. Then you go over there. Then you, you go to Cowboys go dance and start bumping, grinding. I remember Cowboys. <laughs> uh, At yeah. Red River. Yeah, Cowboys for sure, but not Malibu. It was like Malibu. I'm going to have to hope that somebody listening to this can correct me. But I think it was called Malibu Beach Club. All right. That actually sounds familiar. Yeah. I mean, no way sense. we could figure it out, though. I think I went there one time. Um, East Texas kid, so I didn't spend a lot of time up there. But I dated a girl from Rockwall when I was in, a freshman hey in college. Now. Yeah, she, she went to Rockwall. Uh, Big city girl. Big city girl. It was. She lived in the <laughs> Heath area before Heath was an, its actual own town. And it was, I think we went there one time. That was like the meeting point. Malibu Beach Club. Malibu Beach Club. Say, girl, just meet me there at Malibu Beach Club, all right? Malibu. Yeah. <laughs> the Malibu <laughs> Rubbing your goatee you couldn't grow yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can we'll get have a couple of Kool-Aids and, yeah. and dance the night away. Let's get that virgin pina colada going on. <laughs> oh, that's a, we're throwing it back here way too far. <laughs> So, guys, thank you for coming out to Godly, Texas, the, the thriving metropolis that yeah. I, I like to say Godly is. The pleasure is all ours. We had a good time, actually. We went to, there's a little coffee coffee spot. Yeah, Godly Coffee and such. Yeah. Godly Grind. They are one, wonderful out. people. They were awesome. They the were really owners cool. were just hanging out at the other table. They were nice. They were talking shit. It was pretty cool. <laughs> they kind of were. Yeah, they were, were straight up. It was awesome. Bit, yeah. They were like, we know you're not from here. We can <laughs> smell it on you. We can talk <laughs> around you guys. You're not going to know what we're talking about. <laughs> so you boys in the trailer? Yeah, yeah, we're in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're playing here later tonight. <laughs> so we've got the coffee shop, and then we have the donut shop. Glazed and confused. Oh, <laughs> I didn't nice. see Perfect. that. I'd have been. Perfect. Glazed and confused. Yeah. So we got, I mean, we're, we're stepping up. We got a, we got a Dairy Queen. There yeah. you go. I saw the Dairy Queen. That's all you need. Yeah. 
so you talk about a small town like this, you know, oh, hey, we got a Dairy Queen, we got this. You don't own Walmart. Um, so you remember when Walmart had the little itty bitty grocery stores? They were neighborhood. Yeah, the neighborhood not, Walmarts. Not yeah. the neighborhood market, but it was smaller than that. Oh, okay. These were like tiny, tiny, tiny things for small towns like this. Like a Piggly Wiggly? <laughs> It's the it second like, time today you said Piggly Wiggly. It is. But the first time for these people. Uh, it's good. I like Piggly Wiggly. So, like, um, think about just like a Brookshire's size yeah, grocery okay. store. Yeah. So they had opened up like, I was like 136 of them across the country. And then after a year, they're like, mm, no, we're closing them all down. So we had a Brookshire's here. The Brookshire's shut down when Walmart came in because it couldn't compete with the prices. And then Walmart shut down and Brookshire's bought their building and it's now Brookshire's again. Well, he needed socks, and there wasn't a Walmart, so we went to the Dollar General. That's how we know there is no Walmart. So I did not pack any socks. Wow. Well, I packed like I wore socks yesterday. You need socks, but then I just like didn't pack socks. I don't know what happened. And I woke up this morning. It's like that's terrible. Like ankle socks, or did you go like full on like no, calf ankle, height? ankle socks? You didn't go with calf height, like you know, with the, the red and the yellow stripe. I prefer just black ankle socks. Okay. That's what I like. <laughs> well, Dollar General's good for that, and it's uh, things that we have in small towns. It's good times, man. Um, so, did you spend a dollar? It was it was five dollars. Okay, that always they, confuses me. They had a lot of options, though. I was pretty impressed. Well, talk about dating yourself. I remember when the dollar store was everything was a dollar. That's right. Yeah, yes. that's why I keep asking. everything's like two for five. Yeah. Okay. The dollar stores. Well, I mean, you've still got what is a dollar tree? That's uh-huh. the dollar that actually yeah. is everything is a dollar, or the just a buck stores. Just a buck dollar general. Yeah. Yeah, family dollar. We don't family have a family dollar. dollar. Oh, family dollar, man. Family dollar is getting out there. But Piggly Wiggly, I do remember a Piggly Wiggly when I was younger. I remember. Um, damn right you do. Piggly Wiggly. So I was born in Cleburne and spent about, you know, until I was like sixth grade here and before I moved to East Texas. And we had a Piggly Wiggly, a Wieners. Oh, wow. wow. Wieners. <laughs> ben Franklin. Oh, wow. And a Safeway. All right. Okay. One I mean, Safeway. Safeways are still around. Yeah, yeah, they're still around. We had a Safeway. You got bought out by HEB. You remember taking your film to Eckerd's? I was going to say that, yeah, dude. Eckerd's. Eckerd's. Eckerd. Okay, here's one for you. What did Eckerd's become? CVS. Yes. yes. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. That's nice. CVS, right? Yeah. CVS. I remember taking the film to Eckerd's, or I remember going to the little Kodak. Can you believe you booth. had to take your film to people to get developed? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, I looked through my life. Yeah. Don't worry <laughs> about it. I always thought it was funny, too, when you had, like, one of those disposable cameras, and you're, like, 10, you know, and you're on, like, a school trip or whatever, and you're just, like, taking shots or whatever, and then you have to go take that and get developed, and you just go, I have no idea what's really on these 30 pictures of me being, you know, in junior high. Did you ever get a waterproof one? I was so excited. Oh, yeah, waterproof one. And you go, like, scuba diving for the first time? Scuba diving? That's pretty fancy. I'm yeah. talking about, like, or jumping snorkeling. In. Snorkeling? Yeah. How about just, like, the neighborhood pool? Yeah, I was, like, in oh. the pool, Chapel Downs. Good no, no, God, time I fancy it. kid over here. <laughs> hey, hey, hold on now. Oh, no, 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 scuba, scuba diving. diving. Yeah. Down, down in the Caymans. Yeah, man, down in the Caymans. <laughs> you know, you just got to get a picture of some rocks. That's about it. I've never actually been scuba diving. I've done the snuba. Oh, that's snuba what they put the, that cool? awesome. the helmet on, right? Uh, well, snuba, there, there's two different ways. You can do the helmet, or you can do... Where the air tanks are in the the raft above you, ah. and it's just the hose, and you don't actually have an tethered. air tank on your back. How, how deep can you go in snuba? Enough? Like I think 10 feet or like 30 It's before feet. Like you 30. have to clear your ears, so like okay. 28 or I have something. to clear my ears in a pool. Yeah, me too. I have like yeah. bad ears. We yeah. went, uh, so we did it in Cayman, and we did it in Cozumel. And in Cozumel, we went to like 35 foot. Because mm-hmm. wow, they don't geez. care about regulations there. Uh, they just wanted you to get drunk and spend money. Correct. <laughs> That's all they cared about. They don't mind if you die. Uh, would you do it again? Was it fun? Yeah, sue yeah. them. Who cares? I had fun. <laughs> they don't care. Um, I was pretty drunk, too, though. 
Because <laughs> like they, they offered you drinks when you were sitting through the class. Oh, wow. You know, so you're in the class and they're like, who wants a drink? And my hand was up the entire time. Yeah. They're like, who wants a drink? Would you like, like pina coladas? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, getting drunk in the rain. Absolutely. It was uh, it was a good experience because um, that was my first time ever doing any other than just like snorkeling in the lake. It was the first time I ever did anything. So oh, yeah. it was fun. Last time I went snorkeling, uh, the guy was like, come dive down here. And he got us about 10 feet away from a, a pretty big shark. And that's when I decided, I don't think I'm really into this anymore. <laughs> um, so we did in, in uh, Cayman, we did the Stingray Island. Ooh, so I've that, done that. It's cool. You've done the Stingray Island. So yeah. that was really awesome. I got a hickey on my shoulder from a Stingray. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that they do. Like, it's crazy it when you feed them. Often. Their mouths are underneath and you like just feed them and they just like suck it up like a vacuum. Wow. Yeah. And that's how Steve huge. Irwin died. Yeah. Yes. Not with these Stingrays. These are like pets. It's not what I heard. It's not yeah, what they said. They've got names. These stingrays have like names. Like there's little Jerry and Erwin, Becca, little so, Stingy, little Stingy, <laughs> little Stingy, and that one over there's Ray. <laughs> Supposedly they're wild, but they just know they get fed by tourists. No, well, that that location, and you go out there. So did you? You did the actual stingray island off the reef and everything. Uh -huh. There's like 40 boats that roll up with hundreds of people on them, and uh, we did a private charter. Captain somebody something's private charter. Oh, Jack Sparrow. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there was rum. Um, but we went on this private charter and it's, I'd have to look it up again, but it's, there were six of us on the boat and the, the, the captain of the boat was 17. It was like oh, this oh, guy's no. grandson. Right. And then his cousin was on the boat. He couldn't have been over 14. And the cool thing about these guys is we're like, we're going like out there and they're like, he's like, Hey, what do y'all want to see? Starfish, whatever. And we're cruising along, and then the cousin would say something, and he would just dive off the boat as we're rolling along, and he'd come back up like two minutes later. With one? Starfish. Yeah. Yeah. Pufferfish. I mean, we're yeah. just like, the first time it happens, you're thinking, what the hell's going on? Because you're just on the boat, sipping your drink, and then the guy just, he's up there, and you know, he's messing around with the ropes, and he's like, ooh, and just dives <laughs> off in the water. It's wow. amazing. And the guy just circles around, and starfish. You yeah. to see a starfish. But when we did the stingrays, like all these other boats are, like, we're on the end down there, and so... He's like, okay, pick him up like this. Like he's like being all gentle with him, and you know, here's one. Let's put one on your back. And I'm like, you're gonna do what? You're gonna put a who and a where? And yet, no, thank you. And he did. No. And I look like a little girl when the arms all tucked. Yeah. There's a picture somewhere. I'll if show you, you put your later. arms out, they just swim right up to you and yes. like give you a hug. Basically, it's pretty cool. It, wow. They're interesting. And then we uh, went snorkeling right after that. And uh, my wife, her depth perception before she had her LASIK surgery was was pretty bad. And so we're down there and there's like this puffer fish 20 yards away. And I'm just like looking at her, I'm like that tapper. I'm like, look, and the puffer fish goes, Whoa. have you ever heard a person scream underwater <laughs> at the top of their lungs? It was amazing. Ah, puffer fish. And she was like, ah, and I'm like, you could see it. <laughs> it was the greatest thing ever. See SpongeBob. SpongeBob lives under the sea. So first time to Godly to play Del Norte. What's the anticipation like? It's killing me. That's what the anticipation like. It's so... I personally have been here, but I can't remember when. And it was for some charity thing that we did a long time ago. So I know the stage is like really, really cool. And so I'm excited to come back and actually do like a full-on show. It's, a, it's, an, it's an interesting outdoor open air kind of yeah. venue. We drove by. Yeah, we saw the stage. It looks nice. It looks yeah. real nice. 
you know, the cool thing is, is if I don't want to drive up there and pay cover, I can just put my chair in the backyard and I can hear it. That's also nice. Go. Oh, wow. Five blocks. Very nice. It's a good time. <laughs> the tacos look delicious, so that's what we care about. That's where my priorities lie. I'm telling you, food looks pretty. Good. It's all about the tacos. Yeah. It didn't you know? Because it's like fusion. Because it's not really Tex-Mex. It's not really street taco style. It's a little bit of everything. Ooh. They it's have. Like, it's like profits and outlaws. <laughs> there's a little bit of profit, a little bit of outlaws. So they got this one dish. It's called um, the West Texas Stack. So it's layered enchiladas. You can do the different meats in there, and then of course, fried egg on top. Ooh. Oh wow! <laughs> of course. That's what I need to put on a good oh, show. Wow. <laughs> Enchilada stack. Enchilada stack. You'll be up there with the worst heartburn you've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure to eat like four hours ahead of time. <laughs> You'll be up there. Give me a second. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting. You small towns like this, and I've always I've always been a fan when you get to go you guys get to go play shows in smaller towns like this. Maybe it's like the lumber yard in Roscoe, or you go uh, what's the one up in uh, Red River Station? Oh yeah. Yeah. Or St. Joe. St. Joe, Saint Joe. yeah. So what is y'all's thought on the regionalism of Texas when you go play these different little pockets in these small towns? Can you tell that there's a difference or is it all kind of the same? I don't know what you mean by that. What do you mean? So that's Sulphur Springs. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so Matt, you kind of gave me that funny look. I mean, can you really tell? Is well, there dude, we're no. from we're from Dallas. Like the rest of the state is kind of He doesn't want to say different from us, it but is you can so see different. that's what he wants like, to say. I live in a, you know, in a neighborhood with 500,000 other houses, like there's no land anywhere. So it's just, once we get to St. Joe an hour and a half away, it's like a totally different state. Just for us, our perspective is really messed yeah. up. Everyone is so friendly is what I found the birds. All, on all these small towns. Everyone just wants to talk to you and be friendly. And we've had people help us get in our trailer when we lose the keys. People follow us at gas stations to help with tires. Oh, people just having yeah. power tools in their car. Like, Oh, I small can, towns I can are the best. Wait small a town people are the best. Small, yeah, small towns are the best. Yeah, they. We locked like, our we locked our trailer, like lost the keys, put them on the wheel well, and drove off and keep oh. it on. And we're thinking like, you know, we oh. have to call a locksmith or some kind of something like that. No, this old boy like next to us, like literally like the next car over is like, hold on, let me call Dave real quick. Yeah, no, just, no, he just pulls up, saws out of his <laughs> truck, and just <laughs> saws the door off of our trailer. Flames going it was incredible. The it was amazing. It just took uh, care of it. It was awesome. It's the commonality, man. It's the human aspect, especially. You're right. In small towns, everybody has they friends. get it. They get it because it. I don't know. It's not. It's, it's not a stress level thing. It's just a. I think they care about people level thing. And if you just kind of care about the person next to you. You try to, you tend to treat them a little better. Yeah. You tend to, I mean, life gets along a little better. That's, I feel like sometimes you miss in the city, just that kind of, uh, hey, just be nice to that person next to you. It's really refreshing, actually, because where we are, everything's like chains or it's, I don't know, like my wife and I will go to breakfast sometimes after we drop our son off at school and there's this like small little diner out in uh wiley and it just has this like small town feel that you can't get where we're from at all we'll like drive extra far just to go there because it's how just this simple eggs and bacon and toast or whatever but just like everywhere else in texas it's like how it's supposed to be there is a restaurant in columbus texas and i'm trying to think of the name of it it's like a german restaurant for dinner but they have some of the best breakfast ever um we went there because Schneider Hall is there. I don't know if you guys have ever been to Schneider Hall. We have not. I know it, but uh, we've not been. Johnny, you're nodding. Have you been to Schneider? Mm-hmm. I've been there a couple times. Yeah, so Schneider Hall is the one dance hall in Texas that is completely different than the rest. Mm-hmm. It's on private property. Like, you literally drive across the cattle gate, cattle guard, 
into a person's front yard. Yep. And here's a massive dance hall. <laughs> and it is huge. And there's five, 600 year old oak trees around it. Well, the town of Columbus is about the size of Godly, very small, but this place for breakfast, not it's like, it's like Scobles or something like that. It's like in the dead center of town and you go in there and it is hands down some of the best breakfast ever. And then pre COVID, they would have a German buffet for dinner, like oh, German wow. food buffet. Schnitzel. I don't even know what that would consist Schnitzel. of. Sausage. Oh, all kinds of sausages. They had the true cheese wheel. That's like nice up there. And they've got like the little cheese slicer. You just walk up and slice cheese off of it. Would you like some cheese? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's exactly like that. Yes. And it was amazing. I am in. But yeah, Scobles, I think it's called Scobles and it's in Columbus, Texas. It's one of those that's out of the way. There's not really anything around it. And Columbus is a destination. It's real close to LaGrange, all those little towns in that area down I'm there. I'm looking it up right now. Like the I-10 area. There's several dance halls in that area. I want to say. If there's good food in your area, we'll come play your area. <laughs> I don't know if you know that about this band. But if you got good food, we'll come by. Oh, yeah, we'll be there. We'll be there. Yeah, Scobles, you nailed it. Scobles, that's it, yeah. Yeah, good food. Okay, we'll be there about a month and a half. If we have a show in Austin or something, we'll book another show just to go through Luling to get barbecue. That's right. It's like, what's past Luling? Dude, this is right by Luling, Shovels and LaGrange. Oh, all all those towns are right next to each other. Yeah, We've probably driven past it before. Just didn't even realize it. Yeah, because it's uh, right off I-10. Yeah. Yeah. My gosh. We're going to have to check it out. My God. And if you search dance halls around there, Texas dance halls, uh, what's the uh, Singleman Hall is... 30 minutes from there. Wow. Mama's a single hall. Have you ever been uh, there? Mm-hmm. So that dance hall is on the second floor of a building and mama's I'm is out. the restaurant. <laughs> oh yeah. Load in is a I bitch. Out. <laughs> second floor. You say goodbye, <laughs> but it's really cool. No, thank you. Um, if you ever want to like have, see like what these dance halls look like on the inside, just watch Jamie Lynn's music videos. Cause she films them in different dance halls. That's oh, awesome. Cool. Because the one for the, what's the song she did? Uh, the Being Gone was filmed at uh, Singleman Hall. Um, all the ones that her and Courtney and Drew Kennedy and all those they did, like the 20s kind of, they did Welcome Table and all that kind of stuff. That's at uh, Schneider Hall. Oh, cool. And uh, it's that whole area down there. I love it. It's beautiful. The Hill Country. Oh, and yeah. Also, it's the best. LaGrange is down there. Um, the best little whorehouse in Texas doesn't exist anymore, if you ever wondered. You can go to the location where it was at. But it ain't there. Pay but your, it ain't there. Pay your respects. Pay your respects. That's what I did. <laughs> I took some, I took hard candy with me. Good, good, good. <laughs> it's Christmas time. Bad joke. Bad joke. Ah. Uh, bad joke. Um, but there is a meadery, not meadery, meadery, right down the street from it. What does that mean? Well, with choice meads, with all the meads that one might want. All the choice meads. All wow. the choice okay. meads. Honey Smell wine. It. Honey wine. Okay. All right. And you need to go to it. Are you a Viking? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Drink it out of a horn. I mean, come on. He's got some Viking in him. Yeah, we, we all know that. Of course he knows where the mead is. Yeah, of course he does. I would take your finest mead. <laughs> you need to go check it out. I'll, I'll look up the name of it here in a little bit. I, I can't just off the top of my head name this one. Uh, it's kind of an upscale. They bring you the, what's the, the meat and cheese board? Okay. A little Charcuterie. I can't even say Charcuterie. No, go ahead. No, say, it again. say it again. Who, who's that right? Charcuterie. Is that it? I think so. I'm from Richardson. I can confirm that's how you say it. Okay. <laughs> Charcuterie. Thank you. Uh, I'm not, so I can't say that word. The first time I saw that word, I thought it meant the cartoon characters of people. <laughs> I got this real good charcuterie done to myself. Up at Wet and Wild. <laughs> Up at uh, Wet and Wild in the Arlingtons. You know, that's in the West. Is, West that reminds of me of the joke that a stripper told us at a sushi place at a sports club when Donnie, where Johnny got it. <laughs> 
Johnny got served sushi at a sports bar by a stripper. Yeah. <laughs> she uh, she came week. up and said, uh, hey, you want to hear a dad joke? We said, yeah. She goes, I don't have one. <laughs> that is awful, and I'm leaving that on here. I will not edit that out. This is all facts. What's the best food you've ever had at a sports bar? Was it the sushi? No, this is what threw me and James off because we're looking at the menu and they've got like fried rice and spring rolls and this whole like... They've got a whole back page of sushi and I'm like, I'm not getting sushi at a sports bar bar in Frisco, Texas. Yeah, just didn't make sense at all. And so the the waitress comes over and she goes, uh, and we're like, well, so what should we get? And she's like, oh, fried rice. We're like, okay. That was the first thing out of her mouth. And they're like, well, what else? She's like, oh, uh, pot stickers. Like, okay. She names like four other things, two of them being variation. And we're like, not to sound incredibly racist, but how in the world is any of this good? Yeah. Uh, You know, sitting out here at a sports bar in Richardson, or in, you know, Frisco, Texas. Richardson, I would understand, actually. But I'm Frisco. (laughs) And she goes, well, because our owner's Chinese and her uh, brother-in-law is, uh, you know. Moved from China. Moved from somewhere. Yeah. To Texas to help her with her sushi side of it, because he owned a, a, re- a sushi restaurant there. As so as soon as she said that, I was like, all right, I'm giving this a whirl. So we got a bunch of Asian stuff at a sports bar. Yep, we did. But this is also like, um, uh, what's the place called? Bone Daddy's or like... Uh, a oh, she didn't have clothes on. She did oh, not. Oh, Redneck Heaven. Well, yes. might as well have been. Okay, we th- so this is what threw us off to in the be- like beginning, walking into this place. I immediately looked at James and I go, what did you just get me into? Like, where are we right now? And then we sat down and it just kept getting weirder and weirder. But the food ended up being amazing. And then she asked for my name. And I'm like, okay, I'll play this game. Uh, my name is James. And she just stares at me. And I was like, okay, what's your name? She goes, oh, <laughs> my, oh, boy. My name's Pixie. And I go, oh, so we are at a strip club. Yeah. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> if it's Pixie, awesome. My name is Pixie. Pixie and her oh, okay. last name was, man, I shouldn't probably say it. So never mind. But it. You know what, whatever, whatever. Do you know how to pick your stripper name? It's no. Your, it's your first pet and the street you grew up on. Yeah, but what if your your pixie name is your stripper name is Pixie? It's just one name. That means her yeah, I don't know what street you grew up on. Well, but. I mean, I wanna the last name of this makes everything come together, but I don't want to do it because people are gonna Google it. There's no way. I mean, I'm gonna Google it right now. Okay. So when you're a small town kid like me, does that work out whenever it's like, what's your stripper name? Well, it, it is, it is. It's a farm road 307. Yes, I was about to say. It's, it's, it's county road 2867. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't work. Agatha. Agatha 2867. Yeah. Agatha 2867. Another mainstay. That might actually work now. It's like a future stripper. Elon Musk's kid. Got like emojis in it or something. How did that, how did he come up with that name? I'm still, still so confused. Because he's trolling the planet. Yeah. I still believe he's from the future. You watched that Rogan episode, didn't you? When he oh, got him really high and he was all talking about all this stuff, and they're like, is he an android? I yeah. No. I think he's come, uh, gone to the future and came back multiple times now. Yeah. He just gets it. He knows where we're headed. Mm-hmm. I think he just smokes a lot of weed. Could be that, too. <laughs> Could be that. So what would your stripper name be, Matt? Jasper Furno. Oh, that's excellent. Wow, that's kind of Let is, let's change your name, actually. Yeah. This is that's a good name. Jasper was the name of my little white dog I had when I was born. We lived on Ferno Lane. What happened to that dog? Not to bring back horrible memories. Oh, no. Cancer. Jesus Christ. That's in the bear trap. Thanks, James. Yeah, I wish I you really feel that. good about asking that question. No. No. Yeah, yeah, appreciate God. that. Jesus Christ. I just felt the entire... <laughs> wow, everybody's... Yeah. Oh, man. 
You knew the dog was dead. Why did you even ask? Yeah, this was 30 years ago. I was hoping it was an even more horrible story, I think. <laughs> but now I do want to hear everybody's stripper names. Abducted so, by Millie. Steven? <laughs> Mine is Lucy Salisbury. Okay. That sucks. <laughs> it almost sounds it's delicious. Not a, it's not a hot name. <laughs> All right, James, what about you? Because see, this is where it gets interesting. It's probably your the It's uh, Basil Shamrock. Basil Shamrock. To the main stage. That's a terrible one. Matt's has the only good Matt, one so yeah, far. So, yeah, mine's not very good either. Mine is Sphinx McGregor. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> Just kidding. Winner. To the main stage, Sphinx McGregor. Yeah. First pet and then the street you grew up on. We had parakeets when I was like five or six, and it was Pretty Bird Granberry. That's a good one. Did your parakeets run free or did you keep them in this cage a hundred percent of the time? Half and half. Yeah. So at night they would be in the cage yeah. and then in the house. We had yeah, one as wild. well. They would just fly. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, I'm terrified of birds, and we inherited a cockatiel from my like 99 year old uh great part of the bird squad. Right? Yeah. And uh I mean we became friends. Like, you know, I would pet it. And it would, it was cute, but I hate birds. Would yeah. they would they fly around and in the house? Shit everywhere! Really, you couldn't stop them. It would just poop on your shoulder. You had to put like a towel on your shoulder. Oh. Yeah, we would let it out, and it would just. The best was to not tell your friend you had a bird, and we just <laughs> your we friends, just your friends like, hated you. We would just be like eating lunch, and the bird would just fly full force, and people would freak out, thinking like it came through the window or something. So, and then it would just come on my shoulder, like hang out on the shoulder. This is a question me? for both of you guys. Wait, 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 wait. It did what? So these. <laughs> So these birds would fly around in the house and and nobody would ever like run into the none of the birds would like try to dart out the window. Their wings were clipped ish. So they, fly, they could fly but not like take no, off. No, you wouldn't let it out, but they would not be able to Occasionally survive. occasionally I'm, it I'm did just, get off and then you had to go freaking chase a bird around a fucking neighborhood. No, I'm just haven't seen my bird. I'm, t- <laughs> I'm talking about just like birds running into windows from outside, you know, because they think they can see through it or whatever. Did that ever happen? That happened at high school a lot. Birds would break their necks. We went to a high school with a lot of glass, but I not guess. Not with your bird, though. Not That's what with I'm my saying. bird. No, like the no my bird bird. wasn't a fucking idiot. I don't know what you want to say. <laughs> All right. So the bird just hung out on your shoulder yeah, and they, they would get bored of you and fly to someone else. They figured out their house. They just shit yeah. on you yeah. and then fly to someone else. They shit all over the place and fly to someplace else. <laughs> they live for like 50 years. They live forever. They live for like 100 years. Our bird would whistle like opera songs because my great uncle, his mom was from Italy and he would always whistle around the house and it was his bird forever. So the, yes. the bird would just like whistle opera. And then go, and, hey baby. Yeah, come, come on baby. Come on baby. It come would on, whisk, baby. whisk. It would whisk. wake me up. It would literally fly into my room and be like, it come on sing baby. opera and then go, come on baby. It was my uncle was also you. from Louisiana. Oh. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, this is greatness. Man, I wish I knew you guys as kids. That would have been great. Yeah, that I forgot all that happened. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just a parakeet, so it didn't not a parrot. It was a parakeet. parakeet. It's cockatiel. Yeah. So it just it wouldn't talk. It would just make a lot of noise. Okay. But it was pretty bird. Oh, the parakeet. Yeah, pretty bird. Yeah. Pretty bird. Yeah. That was it. Nice. Pretty bird. It was just going all over the place. But it big the big like three story cage that it would stay in at its different levels. Like the when it was when Wicker was the thing. Wow. You know, everyone had the wicker furniture. And oh, the, yeah. But this was the wicker three-tier birdcage, and you had to put the towel over it at the, nighttime. The, the so luxury apartment. Sleep. Yeah. It was a three-story apartment. He yeah. had a condo. You have nice. to tell the bird, you shut the fuck up, bird. <laughs> you do not make another goddamn noise until I open this up. <laughs> That's what the towel was. That's what the towel's for. And they're like, Mm-mm. they wouldn't talk. Really? Like, yeah. Wow. They just got it. It was yeah, nighttime. Got it. They're like, Mm-mm, not time to talk. Not time to talk. So much different than my dog walking around. She's just like, ah, constantly moving around. I love it. 
No, yeah, it's great that that makes it all into the podcast too. I so I tried the very it was first or second episode. I tried like, hey, let's put her in the bedroom or something and everything. Mm-mm. Then it's just <laughs> scratching yeah, at the yeah. door, and I'm like, all right, I'm not you even. You just trying hear this. a bark in the distance. It's just a lot better to just have her walking around out here. Yeah, yeah. She just I told you guys she is obsessed with guitars. That's crazy. And it's like the smell of guitars. Guitars do smell like in a good way, but they do smell different. Like if I was a dog, I'd want to figure out what was going on. Is it the guitar or the case? Now let me ask that. Which one smells good? I don't good? know, Jamie. I know. I mean, serious. Because <laughs> like, for instance, Steven, I have Gosh. the most distinct memory of like, if you were just, just like a, of the music man, of a music man axis, if you open up, I can just smell opening up that case. There was the guitar that uh, was stolen out of our then. front yard. Steven left it in his truck. And it got stolen out of his truck. Steven. Yeah. You left a guitar in the front yard? No. Oh, it was yeah, in my truck. In his truck. And someone stole it. <laughs> we live in a safe neighborhood. So somebody broke into our cars and stole everything. Uh, but yeah, but I could smell. I could Damn still smell the smell of that Axis guitar. Very I, and it's the, yeah, I think it's the case. I don't know if it's the guitar. Maybe it's the neck. I don't it was, know. It was the case for sure on that. But there was something in the case to like make it smell like that. That's what it was. Is it those little packets of... No, I don't know about that. Yes. Dog. I don't know about that. Dog. That's exactly what it was. Or was no. it dirty socks? I think it was dirty socks. No, it was a packet of beads. Uh, she's kind of obsessed with both. Yeah. I think it just depends on the guitar. So, um, I think in this instance, uh, all the guitars we have here are from my house, which my house is a zoo. So she's probably getting all sorts of smells right now. It's dog heaven. How often do you have to vacuum? Oh, man. I have a German Shepherd and I have four cats. So I'm talking about like twice a week, every week. I vacuumed three times this week, and I filled the canister up every time. Oh yeah! Oh no! no. It's 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 incredible how much I could make a small blanket <laughs> every week. That's disgusting. It is disgusting. It is. It's wild. I sleep under that. <laughs> yeah. But you got to vacuum. You got to do it, or else you're just gonna deal with animal hair. It's everywhere, and it gets on everything. It's, it's just it's everything. how it is. It's how it is. So to segue into something other than the animal hair topic. Okay. <laughs> whatever. Current signal little bit of love. And I think you guys just told me 16 on the chart this week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you all for listening and downloading and streaming. It's meant the world to us. Yeah. How um, how long has this been out? <clears throat> oh, I don't know. April or May? Something like that? Yeah, I released it. Spring? It's, yeah, around April. Did y'all do a video for this one? Yes. Yeah, we, uh, we got to go on the top of... It's like the East Quarter in downtown Dallas is what they call this, like... They got these commercial developments. So we got someone to let us go up on the roof. and We uh, tricked them. We said we had a song with Pat Green. They're like, well, Pat's going to be there. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> what time are you not going to be here? <laughs> no, it was really cool. So we got to go up there and uh, do the video. And I don't know. It's been super fun promoting this, this song. So It was fun to have the video also in the studio. So we have like... You know, video of Pat and everyone singing, playing, and then we also did the rest on the building, so it was fun. Oh, yeah. Matt will tell you the story in a second. But, yeah, Pat came into the studio just straight up and was like, yeah, I mean, I'll just sing the second verse and bridge for you guys for sure. Uh, and he was like, yeah, you can use my name and likeness. Do whatever you want. You have, how about your photographer comes into the vocal booth with me and just uh, videotapes me singing this. Do all the takes. It was so cool. He was just like, I'll give you all the access. Here you go. Damn right. It was, it was really cool. Turns out Pat's a good dude. Yeah. He's a really good dude. He's guy. a really good dude. And we got to hear some really fun stories about just, you know, like what inspires him. 
which uh, you'll have to tell about the uh, at some point uh, point Matt about like who he's really a big fan of. Huey Lewis. No, no. Uh, Randy. Randy Newman. Oh yes! Oh my gosh! And then it'll change your mind forever. This is every inside information. Time, I don't think we should let the public have access to this. Every time you listen to a it's Pat Green late. song, you're gonna change. It's gonna change you forever. Now. And you say, of course, Randy. He Newman says he'll like imitate influence. other people to make him sing differently. And Randy Newman's one of the people that he imitates, like just a little bit, in order to get a different sound. Interesting. Said Randy mean, Newman's one of his biggest influences, vocal yes, influences. That's what Straight I was up. getting at. So when you listen to a Pat Green song now, and I'm, you know, I don't know how many people out here know who Randy Newman is, but if I just say Toy Story, you'll get it there. Uh, but now when you listen to a Pat Green song, that's all I can think about in my head. Short people got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> did, but I'm I'm a little confused here. So did Randy Newman ever have Lone Star beer in a cereal? It's keeping him alive. <laughs> Thank you for picking up on that. Man, um, Pat is a good guy. So when I proposed to my wife uh, several years ago, Pat played backstage at Billy Bob's. And uh, it was kind of like this whole like setup thing. Wife had to go out front, and then she comes back in, and here's Pat playing. Oh, that's our song, all this kind of cool stuff. And then a ring gets thrown to me, and I catch it. and get down on a knee and it was was live streamed and then i got cussed out by all the guys in the room who were not married or engaged or something like that you just screwed it up i screwed it up i got the uh i got the you're an asshole i can't ever live up to this is my first day with her and she thinks i'm supposed to be a pat green i really wish i wouldn't hear while that happened yeah i really wish she didn't see any of that Uh. and i'm like sucks to suck (laughs) so you guys mind playing that for me okay we'll play this Let's do that. Let's get the old guitars out. I know I'm I know I'm just bouncing around and we're trying to kind of doing this, but that's the whole premise behind this is we just kind of jump around and do whatever. It's called Little Bit of Love.
<laughs> Damn it, that's such a fun song, guys. Man, Dude, I did. It is fun. And Matt wrote it with George yeah. Dunham. George Dunham. Oh, <laughs> of the ticket. Of the ticket, yeah. No, he called me up. He said, um, he goes, I just got an idea for a song from Pat Green. I was like, well, what do you mean? He's like, well, Pat was playing golf with someone, and he, and he, uh, Someone had said about one of his shots, like, hey, a little bit of luck goes a long way. <laughs> and Pat thought that would be a good song. A little bit of love goes a long way. So he texted that to George and uh, George called me up and we finished the song. And uh, we'd had it like in the can for like in the can, I say we had it done for like a year, year and a half. Right. And uh, the pandemic was hidden and you know, just no one was doing anything. And uh George was, you know, for Christmas time or the holidays, he was like, let's just go record it because we're not doing anything else. Actually, we almost didn't get to cut it. Pat's in the middle of, and I don't even want to talk about this, he's in the middle of making an album. And he's working with uh, Dwight out of Austin. And yeah. he gave him, like, a big pile of songs. And this made it to, like, one of the final cuts of songs. And then it just didn't make it to the final 12. So we were like, we'll just. And so we'll George just called it. and goes, well, it didn't make the cut. You guys are allowed to do it. <laughs> so nice. uh, so we were like, yeah, yeah, hell yeah, we'll do it. And after we booked the studio time and kind of got everything rolling, uh, we heard from Pat. And he's like, I would love to you know, come sing on it and whatever. So it was really cool. Nice. And, and so now we have number 16 on the charts, a little bit of love. And my, it's such a good one, man. My favorite part about the whole thing is y'all knew about all this going on. And I get a call one day from Steven. It's like, hey, um, Thursday, we're going in the studio to cut this song. And I'm like, whoa, 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 what? It's like Monday. And he calls me. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Uh, so we all go over to Matt's house and we sit in the garage and like work up the whole like song idea like of how we're going to do it. And then the whole process of like us in the studio, like we had most of the idea, but man, uh, talk about the producer that really helped us kind of shape everything and make it where it sounds like it does now. Eric, 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 Eric does a great job. Eric did a great job of kind of reining everybody in because we had to do this all like kind of pretty quick. And so we had two days. We had two days. And I think I think before we went in the studio, like before before the garage day, mm -hmm. we had some version that is either George and I had done or you and I had kind of worked up, Stephen and I, but it was very rough. And like, I think we had half a first chorus and we had a few things that were kind of different. Well, there's some ideas of changing some things yeah. and Erica Panhandle was great because so George was like, I think it should kind of be a rolling stones feel. And Eric immediately goes, great. So drums are going to be simple. Everything can, everything else can push like without even yeah. thinking about it. He just knew like, that's what this means musically. So yeah. he was able to just like listen to what Matt and George wanted it to sound like and was able to just help us get it to the right place. It was really cool. Yeah. Nice. And there's a lot of diversity in the tone and melody of that song. Like, like you said, I, I get the Stones vibe, like what you're talking about, that that really loose pocket kind of feel, that mm -hmm. kind of airiness, the way the song breathes and like that. A lot of you guys' songs are that way. You have a lot of that diversity in that tone. And, and I think that's what makes you guys so unique is that you have that, I don't know, for lack of a better words, kind of broad stroke where you don't just focus. It's not just a country sound. It's not just a... R&B sound. You guys kind of blend it all, if that makes sense. Yeah. Thanks, dude. Thanks. Yeah. We just so, like too many things. So it just comes out focus. with a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so it just comes out as a mix of all of the stuff we love. But isn't that what makes music special is when you can blend all that stuff? You can take all these different influences. You can say, hey, I got a little James Taylor, a little Stones, a little, you know. It's like the Will, when I was, I was listening to your Will podcast, and he, you know, he he's not, like he said, he made the comment, like, you know, if, uh, 
If Chris Knight made an album like I made an album, I'd be fucking furious at Chris Knight. Like, I want to hear a Chris Knight album. Right. And But Will's fortunate enough to be able to make a Will album, which is a little bit uh, broad. And I think we are fortunate enough as well to be able to make an album that's got a little bit of a lot of stuff in it. Right. I uh, hope you guys dig it. Yeah, I mean, we feel, I mean, because we got, I mean, our stuff's all over the place. It is. Your influences are definitely very wide ranging. And I always hate that question because that's such a radio question of who's your influence. Well, there's five of us. That's yeah. the thing. Like, there's not just one, you know, Jamie's not here. He's like, he grew up playing jazz and S- Steven. Yes. I, when I first met Steven, he was like classic rock. He could do all the guitar licks to every every classic rock Blues song. And Southern rock was, yeah. A little Mississippi Queen, a little, yeah, yeah. James was rock kid when I met you, James. And he played in a Texas country band. What? So define rock. Are you meaning like '90s rock, '80s rock? Be honest. Be honest here. No, I mean I honestly, I'm not sure what Matt is talking about. Uh, (laughs) I mean rock and roll. I think he's talking about rock and roll. Like, yeah, I like rock and roll. When I said rock is what I meant. Yeah, I said rock and roll. He just dropped the N and the roll. Oh, okay. all that happened. Oh, you just abbreviated that. Oh, yeah. God, like, to answer for James, would he you like was to repeat the question? Super into eighties and Duran Duran. Uh, <laughs> that's, oh. that's not true. Duran Duran. Yes, the it it's not, not true. What was, not your, what was your What was your first concert, James? That's yeah. not fair. <laughs> what, was, what about the first concert I paid to see? That'd be Dave Matthews, son of a bitch. <laughs> You and Andrew are always helping. listening to like the White Stripes or some like. Uh, so like, yeah, the Raconteurs. I really like the Raconteurs a lot. They were. I was in like. That's a, what I mean by a troubled rock state at, in musically at some point in my life, and I thought everything was just garbage. And the Raconteurs came out and really was like, oh, this is rock and roll. I haven't heard rock and roll in years. And uh, but when I first met you, you were in a country, a Texas country. Yeah, I played band. Texas country my whole life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a real life. What was the Johnny? What was the first? CD you remember purchasing on your own? Uh, I'm gonna go around the I'm go around the horn with this one. CD or cassette because I'm gonna age myself and mine's gonna be cassette. Like your an, money, I have you an answer for both. Man, I'm drawing a blank right now. You can, I know what it is. I can picture it. You can pass and then come back around the horn. I mean, I, if it was Ace of Base, just say Ace of Base. It's not Ace. It's not Ace of Dude, uh, yeah, dude, I can picture dude. it. Uh, I just can't think of what it's called right now. All right, he's uh, he's trying to. All right, James D. Um, it was Green Day Dookie <laughs> CD or cassette. Mm-hmm, CD. My, mine was a Lauren Hill record. Uh, uh, but the what, misunderstanding. Uh, no, it was when she was with the group. The uh, Fugees. The Fugees. Fugees. I couldn't think of it for whatever reason. Yeah. One time. Yes, it was that one. That that. It's an amazing album, Matt. Uh, first cassette was Billy Ray Cyrus single "Achy Breaky Heart." Look oh. at you go! Look at you, nice. Did you buy? I mean, someone bought it for me. Yeah, I was probably eight years old. Oh, okay. okay, that doesn't count. The first that you bought. First yeah. that I bought. Oh God, I, I I can't remember buying. I always like my first one. My first CD I ever got was Matchbox Twenty, and I had a babysitter that had like two copies. Just she gave me hers. Yourself or somebody like you? Yeah. yeah. And then yep. someone gave me TLC Waterfalls for like a birthday Don't when I was like 11. And that one, I remember that one too. I'm Mine was the, the Fuji's record. And then I can't think of the name of the band, but it was Black Hole Sun. Uh, Stone Dibble Pop. I don't know. That is Soundgarden. Soundgarden. I bought those two CDs uh, from like a, 
FHY or FYI or whatever it was. Yeah. I remember buying those two FYE. FYE. That's what it was. Yeah. Talk about like two completely different sides of music there. Yeah. I bought the Green Day album. Followed up by uh, the Spin Doctors album. Okay. Yes. Pocket full of kryptonite. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Do you remember uh, Smash Mouth? Oh yeah. Of course, I, I remember Smash Mouth. Mouth. I Walking I on that. the Sun. Yeah, I think I had. I think I bought that one. I bought that for sure. Yeah. Stephen, what about you? What was it? There ain't no joke. Yeah. Yeah. Smash, I think it was a Bonnie Raitt CD actually. Bonnie Raitt. Nick of Time. I'm not even joking. <laughs> Nick of Time, probably. Sexy. I did not see that. <laughs> that is sexy. But, damn, that is impressive. The, the yeah. CD that I wore out the most though. When I was a kid, was the Eagles' greatest hits volume, volume two? Volume two. Uh-huh. It had like "Victim of Love" on it, and like the more "Life in the Fast Lane." Life in the Fast Lane was on it. I wore that album out. So, uh, I'll, I'll predate my answer just a little bit. So the, I can remember the first four cassettes that I was ever given, and it was like a Christmas gift. And this will kind of tell you where musical influences go as I go through this list: uh, Cinderella, Long Cold Winter, oh, Def wow. Leppard. Oh, wow. um, hmm. Uh, hysteria, yes. poison, open up and say ah, uh-huh, uh-huh. and Bon Jovi, New Jersey. Wow! So that right. was the force that I again a little older than you guys. Now purchasing first CD that I bought myself, and I bought two together. Boys to Men, Cooley High Harmony. Yes. Oh my yes. gosh! Yes. And the single for Stay. I missed you by Lisa Loeb and Nine Stories. <laughs> wow. And the very next week I went and bought yes. the single soundtrack. Wait, what was that? How did that one go? That's you, you were exactly there. it. That's it. Yeah, okay. Sound like a Geico commercial. Yeah. yeah. You've got a crack in your windshield. You got a crack in your windshield. <laughs> Are you crying over there? No, it's just allergies. It's just allergies. <laughs> but then I, I remember stealing cassette tapes from my mom because she had a bunch. And I remember two that I like really stole. Your mom. Really? Yeah, was uh, Bell Biv DeVoe, uh, Poison. Yeah, is that one? And then I can't remember which Michael Jackson cassette this was, but on the front of the cassette, it was him with a baby white tiger. That's Thriller. Is it Thriller? Yeah. Okay. Because it's got Pretty Young Thing on there yeah. and Billie Jean. I just remember the cassette tape. I don't remember what words. <laughs> it just had Michael Jackson and a baby white tiger. We're being censored over here. Yeah. The, uh, you're by the, <laughs> by the side of the table. I remember my mom had the soundtrack to The Bodyguard. Ooh. Oh, excellent. I remember that. Uh huh. With Whitney. <laughs> I don't know if I could not say it. Wow. So, The Bodyguard soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> what do you guys think is the most impressive movie soundtrack of all time? Uh, whatever the one for. Don't uh, say four is Gump, man. No, 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 no. Thank no. you. Con Air. Con Air's a good one. That's acceptable. <laughs> When I was in school, everyone was like, Garden State. Don't say I'm Garden like, State. Stop it. No. That's stupid. Have you guys seen Con Air? Con Air's a good one. <laughs> Singles is probably my favorite. I think it's probably the best one. If you've ever Singles. seen the movie, the movie Singles. Um, uh-huh. I don't think I've never seen that movie. You're a musician. You've never seen the movie Singles? I've never seen the no, movie I Singles. Think I, have I haven't either. Have you? I, I, I really need to educate oh, you guys. So it's about uh, 20-somethings musicians and business professionals growing up in Seattle in the early nineties. Sounds like airheads. High fidelity. Mm, high fidelity is a really good one, that but was a good one. Um, the soundtrack is smashing pumpkins, Pearl jam, mother love bone, oh, nice. sound garden. Well, that's, uh, that's a good basically everything that would have came out in that time frame out of Seattle. Oh, new, new answer. Shrek two. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> Guardians of the galaxy. Guardians of the galaxy. Uh, I mean, that is yeah, a good one. Like guardians. Yeah. Of the galaxy. Yeah. Just, yeah. Any of the Cohen brothers? Wait, I bet High Fidelity was a good one. That was a joke. High Fidelity was I bet that was a great one. Um, 
What about your all-time favorite? Elizabethtown is a good one. Oh yeah, his all-time favorite movie. Yeah, that's a great one too. Almost famous. Yeah, that's a really good soundtrack. That's a good one. Dewey. Well, it's Cameron. Dewey Cox. You don't want none of this, Dewey. I just think about when you said that. I went to like. like Prince doing the Batman soundtrack and like doing oh. doing the whole thing. Oh yeah, that's Purple like Rain. Room. That doesn't count. That's no, no, like he's talking about uh, Bat Dance and yeah. All that. That's where my mind went. Was like that. That's I like really when one artist does a full movie. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. Seal doing Kiss by a Rose on the Michael Keaton Batman. That yeah. was pretty big. Yeah, oh, was Vanilla big. Ice. Uh, go Ninja. Go, go Ninja. Uh, yeah, go. I mean, come on. <laughs> Ooh, that was big. So five years ago, we go to Windstar for the I Love the '90s concert, and it was Color Me Bad, Rob Bass. Salt and Peppa, and then headlining Vanilla Ice. Of course. Wow. And I, just, awesome. just to let you know that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles did come out on stage with water guns and they did Go Ninja, Go Ninja, oh, Go. We've seen, yes. a, we've both seen the same show. God. I've seen the same it's thing. Brilliant. And I lost my mind. I went lost fucking it. nuts. Go Ninja, Go Ninja, yeah. Did you go cry, Johnny? I cried a little bit, man. I had like, a tear coming down, yeah. but that was the fact that I was singing along to every one of yeah. his songs <laughs> and everyone there with us was looking at me going, who the fuck are you? And I even went into the crazy stuff uh, when he did that whole, um, that scream album. Oh, yeah, he did. yeah. We had like almost Stop. like a, Rock band. Yeah, stop yeah. while I drop this bomb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He grew up down the street from us. Rob Van Winkle? Yeah, his, yeah, that was like our claim to fame was his grandparents were, yeah, down the street from us. And also, so was 1100 Springs. Their whole band house was down the street from us. And we would used to drive by them as they were like loading up their stuff. And one day we just kind of rolled down the window and we were like, so I know y'all are in a band, obviously. Who are you? They're like, Yo, you guys know Eleven Hundred Springs? And we're like, oh shit, really? <laughs> so we were in high school, so we'd be in my like Chevy truck with all of James's drums in the bed of the truck going to, you know, whatever gig you play at 16. Right. Uh, and so, yeah, and then they were really cool, though. Got the grinds, coffee shop in the corner. <laughs> yep. My dog's been over there. She's been a little, y'all need to play more music. She's just letting us know. <laughs> Man, that's impressive. Matt, what about you? Any celebrities in your area growing up? When uh, Nastia Lucan is from where I'm from. Oh. Yeah, gymnast. And there's a sign you drive drive by in the home of Nastia Lucan. Home wow. of Nastia Lucan. That's impressive. Yeah. What about you, Johnny? Uh, mine would be uh, Bowling for Soup. They're all from Wichita Falls, and that's where I grew up most of my life. And I grew up uh, hanging out watching Jarrett Reddick. Um, take actual fan mail and w- they had like a mailing list. This is before email and everything. And I'd watch him write out letters to, uh, I'm talking thousands of fans and wow. take, take them to the post office. And he'd be up there uh, at this little rehearsal studio for like late, late nights, just writing out all this stuff. And I, that, that band hustled really, really hard. And then when they moved from Wichita Falls to Denton, uh, they gave the my first band their rehearsal space, and so I grew up in there, rehearsing in there. And then several years later, uh, Jarrett Reddick's cousin is uh, now my best friend's girlfriend, which is just really full circle because they were both from Wichita Falls, and they met each other in Denver, Colorado, where they both moved to, and just so happened to be from the same place. But oh, wow. Bowling for Soup has got to be mine. I, I mean, I, I look up to those guys a lot. Did you ever find out what a two-way was? No, I mean, <laughs> good one. Uh, <laughs> I was I was going to go there when you mentioned Belle Biv DeVoe earlier, and the most disturbing lyric from all of hip hop music is "Yo, me and the crew used to do her." Yes, yeah. that is the most disturbing lyric in any song I've ever. And hip hop in the nineties had a lot of disturbing. A lot of that. Yeah, but that one I was just like, wait, hold on, rewind. Wait what was second. that line again? Yeah, 
Uh, yeah, that's what she said. Rewind. <laughs> oh, bazinga! So I've I've kind of known you guys as a whole, as a collective, for probably better part of a decade, I would say. And I can remember a bus ride to Steamboat Springs, Colorado. I can't believe we're alive. I've heard about this story. So still have nightmares. So we'll preface it. So we're in Colorado Springs and we do a live show and you guys play from the distillery. Yes. Right. That's how you're prefacing it. Well, that's you're missing where... a lot, but okay, we can start there. <laughs> we're going to start there. I was not okay, on the Tarantino. bus. You know, I was, I, I, thank you. That's where I was going for this. I flew into Denver. I did not ride the bus up with you guys. So I met y'all in Denver. I met y'all. Yeah. In Denver, y'all picked us up at the hotel and then we went over to Colorado Springs and it was you and the band of heathens that isn't the band of heathens band. It is Copper Chief. That's right. Yeah. Um, we meet you guys at the distillery in Colorado Springs for the uh, undisclosed, not a sponsor anymore. So I won't say their name. Distillery. Not plugging them. <laughs> That's. I don't mean that in a negative way. I'm just not getting paid, so I'm not going to talk about them. Um, and y'all did put on this awesome show there. I mean, y'all did. There were some people in there. They gave us drinks. We're around all these, and then we start talking about, hey, we're going to load up on this bus and go. Go ahead and drive up to Steamboat. So we get all the gear. What did they put a case? I mean, a, a dolly full of cases of liquor on there for us. That sounds right. Yep. Here is one pallet of liquor. It's about <laughs> what it, way it was. Sounds good. And it was everything. Like it, the whiskey. bourbon. Yeah. We had the bourbon, the rye. And then did we get some moonshine? Too? Whiskey. Yeah. Maybe. All of it. We had all of it. And so this is six o'clock. It was already, it was already nighttime. It was already nighttime. Six, yeah. seven o'clock in the evening. And we're, we're on this bus. And so we're going unbeknownst to us, the 80 year record snowfall storm hits Colorado <laughs> an actual whiteout blizzard. So we're like, we're cruising up the the road. Oh, this interstate shut down because of a whatever, you know, there's an avalanche. So then we go here and we start cutting back. And by this time we've all broken into the, the vodka. And I believe we were on hour three of nineties country sing along nineties country. Uh, yeah. Sing as loud as we could. There's a double decker bus. Double decker remember? bus. And so the bottom the bottom floor had all of our equipment. All the gear was down there. All the luggage. And the top floor. Party. Yes. And so we're just going after it, I remember. And at some point we thought it was a good idea to go on the switchbacks. Um no, okay, so we got stuck. No one ever thought it was a good yeah. idea. No, oh, yeah. Let's preface. We we got <laughs> stuck. Remember, we were right outside of that dispensary. Oh, we got stuck in Silverthorne. We done got stuck in Silverthorne. Yep. That's so what the happened. dispensary, we're all like, well, at least there's a dispensary. It, they closed like five minutes. Five minutes we before there. we got there. And we only know that because some other person who's no longer a sponsor runs out and bangs on the door and demands to be let in. And they say, no, sir, you cannot be let in. He comes back very sad. So uh, the no-name sponsor. Uh, <laughs> we can say it. It was Colorado High. <laughs> no, no, no. We can't say it. All right. I will. Edit that out. All right, fine, we can say it. No one cares. Yeah, Peter straight up went whoa, to the bus whoa. driver. And, whoa, I mean, whoa, whoa, what's his address? Whoa. So he what's just, his last name? You yeah. got a social on you? Yeah. So he what he what he said was, we're gonna be stuck here for two days unless we go now. You just need to do it. And so the driver was like, didn't want to drive that because it was, you know, no one would want would have wanted to do that. 13 switchbacks across the highest pass in Colorado yeah, no. in a blizzard in a double-decker. Well, let me ask you one question. Let me ask you one question before we uh, continue with the story. How many hours do you think our bus driver had been driving this bus uh, like in his collective life before he decides to take this journey? 40. With okay. About right. So he yeah. now has decided, okay, I'm. he's talked into it. I guess we need to do this. Oh, well, let me ask you one more question before we go, go on this thing. <laughs> uh, 
when when he um what is the word when when he uh walkie talkies back to the back and says hey uh hey guys back there in the bottom if you hear a big old let me know because that's our chains on the tires that had done come undone and are smacking against the bottom of the uh, bus and we say yeah yeah that sounds safe no problem buddy yeah but what happened was he just decided so he was talked him to do to going and then we all just turned the music up started drinking more we drank pre- much more and heavily just well, we're, gonna die, we're gonna die yeah. and honestly we had a great time yeah i was able <laughs> to not think about it <laughs> at the point at which we made it to steamboat 13 hours later <laughs> oh, God. It, was it was 13 hours it was real. it's real and we pulled up and a bulldozer has to be in front of us to get us into town yeah i'm not talking a front end loader an yeah. actual d6 dozer is pushing just to clear the way feet yeah. of snow feet yeah. i'll show you pictures later we had an army of angels making sure that we did not fall off of this mountain there's no joke there's because if we make it around this one if we make it through this switchback this one right this here one there's only 12 more to go. There's only 12 more to go. I think he called you at one point and asked, can you please turn the music down? Yes, no, we did. were blaring music, just singing. We just didn't want to know that we were going to die. And then who, whose smart idea was it to turn the forward-facing cameras onto all the TVs? I don't oh, want to yeah. talk about that, but I that did happen. about that. You wait, remember? Whoa, wait, wait, wait. So there's, there's like a camera, camera on, the on the front of the, front of the bus. bus. You can watch if you want. So it's we're a, like, let's check it out. Never mind. No. So, so oh. it's a wraparound two-story bus, but there's like 12 TVs up there. This is about the size of mine. They're just all mounted. And we decided to turn every television on the front-facing camera to realize that you can't see more than seven inches in front of the nose of this bus. It looks like you're underwater. Like, you know those, the footage from the bottom of the ocean and you see, like, particles floating by? Yeah. And you can't it's see just, anything? Yeah, it's just That's snow what and darkness. Like. Yeah. It was snow and darkness and then eventually was, a cliff. Yeah, because this, this <laughs> was at nighttime creatures. still, right? Oh, like, y'all, the y'all middle, have of, the middle of the night. Yeah. Oh, jeez. I don't think I ever looked. Well, you got lucky because on some of those passes, if you just look over to the left or the right... Uh, if it's daytime, All it's just mountain down. That's it. There's nothing there. Well, that's where we were at. That's where. Oh my gosh, we so, were yeah. in all of that, and oh. we had a blast because we went through just about every '90s country song you can think of. I mean, scream at the top of our lungs, mixed with vodka and <laughs> Red Bull and whatever maybe we had. Ever cl- or uh, moonshine? Maybe, maybe moonshine. moonshine. Oh, I yeah. So wait a second, though. I got a question. Like the bathroom situation had to get real testy at some point in time. Actually, the funniest part about the bathroom situation <laughs> is copper sheet. Is copper sheet, and I'll just say it. It's absolutely hilarious. Ten minutes in. Yeah, we're t- ten minutes in. We meet. We the bus meets in Mansfield. We all meet in Mansfield. We get off Texas. We, we haven't even started. We're we in Mansfield. Two oh, days wow. of driving. We are. We are seven minutes out. He shuts the door. You can count seven minutes. And he gets on, Mike gets on the uh, intercom. He's like, I got to go to the bathroom. And he's like, I mean, we literally just left. What do you mean? He just told us only pee. I got to go. (laughs) He violated, he violated (laughs) protocol number one in seven minutes, seven minutes into the trip. So he'll be here in two weeks to do this podcast. So I will ask him zero remorse too, by the way. (laughs) He did not, he was not apologetic. This is greatness. It was hilarious. It was so, fun. Yeah. We had never Just, known those guys. It was fun. Yeah, that was out. the first time we met them. That was like literally within the first hour and a half of knowing those guys. Just they, for clarification and for listeners, there's just never, there's a rule, never number two on the bus ever. That's protocol that. number one. Yeah. So you're saying rule number one, no number two minutes. Yes. Yeah. It's a, it's, that's a, that's a bold move. That's like setting the tone of like, I'm this kind of guy. I don't think we got to the highway. <laughs> were you still in the parking lot? I mean, it was like we were on like side streets, and I, I think, and it was like I think he's right. I gotta go. 
That's how you set a precedent for yourself right there. It's like, look, this is how I roll. Deal with it. This is my domain. This is my domain now. I'm taking charge. It was greatness. And that bus, I will tell you, is legitimately an awesome bus. Yeah. Now, is this wait? Is this the one that like I know it was like double decker, but you could get outside? No, no, that was but that one was later on. This was but, the yes. Okay. This is the that's the third bus he bought. This is the first one that he bought, and it was just double decker. Okay. So where the race deck is, the one you're talking about, this had like the the private dance room in it. Oh, that's not an exaggeration. Like it literally had a private dance room. I just remember hearing one about the one that you could like beat. It, on the road and be outside. That was the greatest bus ever. That one. Was, I never saw that. I saw it, but I was never on What it. happened to that one? That seems, he still owns all three of them. It seems scary. Yeah, oh, no. It's like, there's awesome. there's something about rolling down I-20, going to Lubbock, yes. smoking cigarettes and drinking beer, and just hanging out and waving to people. It's the greatest <laughs> thing ever. That's awesome. So before you got on the bus, everyone put their luggage you know, downstairs, and everyone was like, we're on a bus, let's party. And James and I realized we have a long road ahead of us. So we clear out some of the luggage and make sure we both have a spot to lay down downstairs. This made enemies. <laughs> and, and that was on the way there. Uh, and everybody, once they got tired, are now like searching, where am I going to lay down? And they realize we've been laying down for four hours already. Yeah. I and brought a like, blow up mattress. So I had an inflatable mattress. So I was like, well, why do you get to lay there? It's like, because I've been here for four hours. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. So uh, you came in, put your flag down real quick and said, I own this And then place. on the way back, Matt and I did that. And James went in the closet with an air mattress with all the luggage. Which the closet was the private dance room. Okay. Yeah. That's where he slept. It was in yeah. the back of the upstairs. So, so think about it. It's wraparound limo style couches. Okay. Limo. Okay. Limo couches in the upstairs. So you could sleep about 10 people up there comfortably, but the problem was we had 25 people on the bus. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're like feet to head situation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah then, you're, then you're in an odd situation. Correct. Yeah. So you just drink more. And we did a lot of that. And just sing louder. If I would have been there, I'd have been figuring out a way to make some money in that private dance room. <laughs> I think it was packed with luggage. I mean, I would have moved the luggage in my, in my air mattress. You'd see me go Magic Johnny real quick. <laughs> Magic Johnny. <laughs> this is greatness. Again, there's no rhyme or reason to what we're talking about. We just go with it. So anyway, we get there. Everyone's safe. And then we have the exact same struggle on the way back. No, is it the same amount of people there and on the way back? No, there's more on the way back. Because the oh, flights geez. got canceled. Because our flights got coming. canceled. And, so, and some people may or may not have contracted the flu. Oh. oh no! There was three people that had the flu on that bus on the way back. Yeah, oh. so it was uh, it was awesome. I just see <laughs> I see Matt and Steven. At my some pillow's point still at that bus. I left my pillow there, and I'm just like, I don't we care. burned it. Yeah, I just like oh, I God, would I would imagine y'all on trying to figure out a flight out of there, or calling somebody <laughs> or anybody. Well, everyone's flights about, are canceled. Yeah, we There's thought about everything. No, but here's the thing: on the way down the mountain. Everybody was stuck in Silverthorne. Mm -hmm. Like all the buses, everybody coming back. There was four avalanches within 10 minutes of each other and everybody was stuck in Silverthorne. So like anybody you can imagine like, Hey, I want to get on the bus with you. We were all in like the same Same. section. Yeah. Okay. Everybody like it was wild. You could get out on the interstate and you go, Oh, well there's Crager. There's whiskey. Myers. We were all in a giant row when they were like, okay, let's, let's find Airbnbs. All the Airbnbs were gone. Gone. And so then it was, where's the closest gas station with a bathroom yeah and people were like walking because we were just stuck and then we were singing 90s country songs and drinking lots of moonshine and vodka yeah. and whiskey and it you was the about all you can it. do i guess it's the best of it yeah and so we ended up driving all the way through the night the next night 
So this is a week later, and the bus driver drove 18 straight hours? A champion. A champion. Powered through. A champion. I, we, everybody wow. wanted to stop, but also nobody wanted to stop. So it was just, just like, that yeah, it's like, well, yeah. we're, we're going now. We just got to keep going. And then we, know. It was just a champion. I don't know how he did it. I don't either. Wow. He's just motivated. He was like, I want to get back. That and then we hit Am- when well, we hit Amarillo, everybody was happy. Yeah. Isn't that funny? You get to Amarillo, you're like, we're home. <laughs> Five more hours, but we're home. Exactly. <laughs> what? Were we thinking? What are you thinking? We're <laughs> we going a double decker bus up the mountains. Yes. Yeah. Sound, I mean, and yeah, it sounds great it does. Until, until you do it on paper. If everything would have gone smoothly, it would probably been yeah. amazing. Oh, oh no! Even on paper, we knew there was problems. This is one of those situations <laughs> a you lot looked. Of people. You looked at. And we were like, okay, this. And you remember we were trying to sell spots. Yeah. For fans to go up there with us. I'm glad that didn't happen. Yeah, that could have got really messy. That would have really been bad quick. fast. Yeah. It was a. It was an interesting situation. <laughs> it was. Oh my! I'm so glad there weren't fans. I mean, fans are great, but it was. It's more too tense. People. It's too too, too tense. Too too tense of a situation for just like a casual fan to have to put their life on the line for. And watch you know, all of us idiots t- act the way we did. Yeah. yeah, I remember rolling dice with Copper Chief till like three in the morning. Yeah, yeah, I rolled those dice. <laughs> <laughs> it's greatness. <laughs> So during the pandemic, how did you guys find solace and how did you get comfort in knowing that you couldn't go out and play live shows? I walked into the transit, the transit for a large part lived, our vehicle lived in my uh, house and there was like in the middle of the pandemic, I just opened it up and just sat in like the middle row for like 45 minutes. (laughs) I'm not even kind of joking. And I was like, yeah, this feels better. Yeah. This feels better. A little bit of normalcy. Here's my cajon. Yeah. Yeah, Look at that. That's how bad it was. That's like, was everybody else in like an excellent mental state? Because I wasn't. No, I wasn't either. <laughs> I was trying to record music at home, just and think differently about songwriting and kind of do stuff like that. Send stuff to Johnny and Matt. That was one thing that helped a lot. And then besides that, um, not related to music, my neighbors in our garage, we started a Madden Thursday, where all the outside, everyone's six feet apart. Everyone has a controller and like a wipe and every Thursday we would play Madden and at least get to talk, see somebody. Yeah. And that like, it's a good idea. That saved us. I think <laughs> that and music, that and just recording stuff. That would be cool to get to like, everyone plays video games online, but to actually get video to, like, games. to get to see people. Yeah. And it was like very much, everyone was apart and we just yeah. got to hang out and it was, yeah, that, re- that honestly really helped. Uh, I had just had babies at the beginning of COVID. We had twin girls. So my the world was turned upside down anyway, so I was I was just trying to like, <laughs> it's like going underwater and you're trying to, get, you know, orient yourself to everything. You're just navigating it. Yeah, so it just was another thing. So I was just I was kind of happy to be home to be with everybody, but after a while, we did, I, you do get stir crazy. A little everything's a little smaller. Every single day is the exact same. Like yeah. the exact is uh, Groundhog Day or whatever. You know, good analogy. Uh, well, my wife is a, a teacher, so she was teaching at home. So our days kind of felt somewhat normal. Uh, I felt bad for my dog more than anything because after about a month, he's like, you never take me on this many walks ever. Uh, why are we still doing this again today? Like, uh, So I, I, I pretty much just stayed at home. I got lucky enough that occasionally there were some um, like food uh, places that had patios that would allow me to come out and play some shows. And then I did a bunch of online stuff with uh, just myself or with them, with Profits and Allies. So I just tried to do whatever I could to stay busy. But uh, lots of it was trying to figure out how to teach or how to turn one of our rooms into like um, 
a schoolroom so that way Reagan she could do everything she needed to do and still make it seem like somewhat normal for the kids that are learning online so we spent a lot of time doing stuff like that uh, my mother-in-law lives about five minutes away so we got lucky with that that we could at least go over there and like swim in the pool and stuff like yeah, that. yeah yeah do, do some of that normal thing yeah normal-ish things yeah I had the day job and my wife and I were lucky enough to still have work in the day job it just got busier, if that makes sense. So everything kind of went into blur for us. Like here, we're six months into a pandemic. Now, the fact that every weekend would roll around, and for us, it was always go do live music, go see live music, go something. And we're like, you ready to go have another picnic at the park? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's go grill out again. Yeah. All right. Um, how many times can we redo the flower beds? Right. Oh, man. I did a lot of that, too. Like in the yard, just trying to come up with things to keep me busy all day. We did plant a garden. We got some, we got some like peppers going, some tomatoes going. Nice. It's kind of, I kind of got into it a little bit, but now that we're back on the road, I, it's kind of overgrown and really looked at it. Garden, <laughs> garden getting overgrown. I like that. Should be a song title. So, man, let's get another song from you guys. So, uh, I'm not going to go with the obvious selection, the one that you're most known for, because that's the one that always gets picked. But for me, um, Sweet Soft Southern Smile, I think was a good tune. Cool. And I know I'm just kind of hitting you guys with a little bit of a curveball on this one. Ah, we got this. But that was one that I, that always kind of stuck to me. Girl keeps me coming around 
is all get out man i dig that one thank you guys yeah that's a that's a crowd pleaser that's a that's a hate baby i think i put agatha to sleep you may have <laughs> we've had some people uh propose during our set to that song we've brought people up on stage during that song to propose that's a good one uh, what do you think our success somebody's, somebody's, rate is with yeah. those marriages do you yeah so 100 what happened not too I long ago so. it was like well like two two years ago but the kessler yeah that's right yeah, yeah. I bet they're still doing good. Certainly, they're still together. Actually, no, we just saw them at a show like a year ago. They're so, doing great. Doing great. That's good. Up. So, we're batting a thousand, as we know. As far as we know. <laughs> that's that's for that one wedding that canceled. I had to call the bride and be like, you still need us on this date? She's like, oh, no, we broke up. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh. oh. oh about sorry. that. <laughs> so, about that contract. Yeah. <laughs> I love uh, We'll be keeping that deposit. Thank yeah. you very much. I love wedding shows. This was pre-contract, actually, so we didn't get anything. Pre. <laughs> oh. I watched two father-in-laws go into a straight-on fist fight. Over money? No, 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 no. Just, uh, I don't know what happened, really, but it was right during the middle of our set. We're playing, you know, like the after party, and they just, it was interesting. We had Is a, that the strangest wedding? Yeah, we have some interesting we had a wedding. We had a wedding once, and it was, you could tell no one liked each other on both sides of it. <laughs> oh, like, no. nobody liked Wait, each other. Wait, let me ask you, was it the same wedding that the... We had to sign, like, a non-disclosure contract. And then it might have been the groom, the groom, or the mother, whatever. One side of the family We had, had to sign a contract that said, never talk about this on a podcast or public Yeah, you can't, you can't say the company. <laughs> yeah, we're not. Nonetheless, whatever family it was, they were, like, armed guards to make sure that nobody stole the children. But nobody. What? The, like, who's stealing husband, children? The male side wedding? and the female. Like, you could At tell a wedding, no one was into Really? It. it was horrible. It was awesome. Was this an arranged There was marriage? no alcohol. Which is fine if that's what you want to do, but it just made the situation. Was this in Texas? 
Yeah. Yeah, dude, it was wild. And and uh, I need more details off off. Everyone record. left as soon as the cake was cut. It's wow. like no booze. See ya. Wow. Yeah. And so we're still up there playing our thing, like having a fun time. And you can just tell like the vibe was very off. But what we have discovered, you know, over our long illustrious career, sometimes playing weddings, that the most fun weddings and the the best times are the second marriages. Wow. Those people get it. <laughs> okay. They know how to party. They know how to not sweat the small They're stuff. They're not stressed out. Like we've home. dealt with this bullshit before. Yeah. <laughs> we love playing second weddings. Those second weddings. Second. Yeah. Yeah, what awesome. about second breakfast? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, that's, that's me. Is um Johnny Two Breakfast. Johnny Two Breakfast. Johnny Two Breakfast over okay. here. So All right. Mafioso so, name. Mafioso name. <laughs> Good. Uh, so I'm gonna go around the. I'm gonna go around the horn with this one. Is writing, uh, writing and playing music is a passionate obsession. Johnny, you're first. Uh, I am passionately obsessive about doing both of them. I'm going to stay right down the middle, right on the fence. Get off the fence, Johnny. Hey, man. (laughs) Thanks, Sweden. I just wanted to set the tone. Or Switzerland, I mean. I can can occur. Yeah. I mean, they almost kind of, it's like the whole prophets and outlaws thing. It kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah. But there's no right answer. I think you could could find a good reason for both of them. I don't know. I did message James like two days ago. And pretty much just said, I believe I'm turning into a music whore. <laughs> so maybe I'm just obsessive about doing it all the time. There's not a right or wrong answer. You're, you're correct about that. Now that it's on you, Matt. Well, to me, like an obsession is something. To, to, obsession feels more powerful than a passion. But I guess I would say it's an obsession for me. But I can't say that every single day I wake up and I have to like find my guitar and go like, songwrite but i will say that every day at least three or four times at some point songwriting and music finds its way into my day whether i like mean for it to or not like it might just occupy my headspace for a minute and i find myself like and i think because it's been like that for like 20 years in my head i would say it's an obsession okay so mine started as an obsession for sure um i when i started playing guitar and i finally could like not just play things but i realized i could make things up and start writing and playing, especially leads at like 13. I mean, I would sleep with my guitar, literally. I pra- As soon as I was done with my homework, I was playing guitar. It was a straight obsession. And uh, I think it's turned into a passion, though. So I was obsessed with it. Now I just love it, and I try to play all the time. But like, it's more of a passion now for me. I just really enjoy it. Um, but yeah, to get where I, to get good enough for it to be a good passion and something I could do, it definitely started as an obsession. Makes sense. Good answers around the board. Thank you. You all were a little, a little different, except for James. <laughs> you just went, much. You, you went full on copycat. <laughs> what is? I mean, okay, passion or obsession. I mean, uh, no, I, I agree with Johnny. Full yeah. copycat. Yeah, that's fine. Like, I mean, what am I going to do? I mean, the pandemic kind of proved it. Like, I mean, when I went and sat in the transit by myself, yeah. Because <laughs> like, what? Because yeah, because it, it felt, felt right. Yeah. Do you remember enjoying loading the trailer the first gig we had? Because I was like, I even miss this. Like, we have oh, a trailer. No, that is true. When when we finally got back to like doing like three days in a row. It was like, I never, ever thought I'd be excited about moving a bunch of gear <laughs> all the time. And, but it felt so good. I remember talking with James on the phone about like how we're going to pack the trailer. We got like a new piece of gear and it's like, now, now we, we can, can move this. everything. Yeah. This can go first and then, <laughs> and then the drums and then we'll do yeah. Johnny's, uh, Johnny's cases and then we'll add the guitars. Uh, that's no, dude, no, no, no. Here's what we're going to do. <laughs> 
my wife would be like, are you going to come help cook dinner? It's like, we're t- having a business talk yeah, right business, now. Like, this, is <laughs> this is work. This is work talk. Grown man Tetris needs to be figured out by 8 yeah. p.m. this evening. I love it. So in this group, I always have that random topic that comes up. Who believes in the paranormal? Well, you. In this group right out. Yeah, you. uh, You, who, define paranormal. Yeah, yeah. Spirits, not ghost. I want to believe in it, but I'm also extremely scared that I'm going to run into it and then just be like, nope. Does that make any sense? 100%. Okay. I'm intrigued by it, but also very scared that if I have an encounter. Anything like that that makes me uncomfortable, I try not to think about it. Okay. Because I think that's probably, and the reason I think that is because I probably think it's like kind of likely. Yeah. <laughs> so I just don't want to like think, and I'm also, I don't think I'm going to get scared like, you know, like a ghost or whatever, but I think that your spirit might hang around, you know, or maybe like, I don't know that you're going to be like wearing some kind of tablecloth and, Ooh. But, you know, like my wife says she saw a ghost at Green Hall Mansion. And I think, I think that there might be spirits. Like I would have that conversation with her, but I stopped short of thinking she physically saw a ghost. Okay. I don't know why I think, I don't know why I'm, I stopped there, but I can't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I want you. I'm looking at James <laughs> right now. I want you to ghost. I don't know about ghost dog. Okay. I don't know. I mean, James I, I know what, it, what is a ghost. James is more into aliens. I know where you're I'm not into aliens. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just tired of being the one that knows that they're around. Yeah. Everyone looks at me like an idiot. No, 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 I'm not. I don't, I don't look at you. I, I like when, I mean, we had this article that we went down with about like crazy people, uh, sea monster people. Yeah. Sea monsters are scary. Mermaids are real. We mermaids are scary. Mm-hmm. So mermaids are real. And the Mariana trench. I think they've, <clears throat> there's like mermaids down there. Yeah. But they're not your mermaids like you think. They've got like elephant trunk legs. Yes. It's gross. See, we can go down this pathway a little bit more. So let me ask you this. Do you think that there's a tie between aliens and underwater mystery life? Yeah. I mean, well, who's to say that we're all not the aliens and underwater mystery life is the original inhabitants of this planet? Right. Exactly. Or vice versa. Or we've already co-mingled. I don't think aliens are like a six foot tall organism. They might be like on another plane or in another dimension even. That could be spirits that are considered ghosts. That's right. Yeah. Most likely. Oh, see, now we're, now we're getting That's somewhere. That's what I'm saying. Steven's over there like, man, why did I sign up for this right now? <laughs> no, I think aliens are here in some, <laughs> some way. I mean, the government's already come out and said, hey, just wanted to let you know. They're here. They're here. Yeah, we've known or, about or something's here. But, but that, something's here, but we can't identify yeah. it. That brings up a good question. So is the term alien, does it mean it has to be f- not from this planet? Yes. yes. What does Webster say? I don't know. I don't either. I hadn't read my dic- my dictionary. Where's the week. wiki? Like a Martian from wiki one aliens. planet over would be considered an alien. Okay. Well, then some of these things like we're talking about way deep in the ocean. Not, not an really alien. Because they're native to our planet. They could have been here a lot longer than we have, for all we know. Or they've already commingled with other aliens some way or another. And now it's like this kind of like half alien, half earthling. Maybe that's what we are. That's what I'm saying. Wish we knew. That's what I think. So, Who Johnny, knows? you think these deep sea creatures are like intelligent life? Is that what you're telling me? Yes. Atlantis, bro. Yes. Um, octopuses are <laughs> highly intelligent. <laughs> you're doing Octo- uh, octopi. Octopi. But Octopods. I like how you just hung that out there. Octopus. Octopuses. <laughs> they <laughs> are as smart as dogs. So there's got to be something even more smart. Dolphins are smarter dogs than. Dogs aren't that smart. Dogs are pretty smart. 
Dogs are smart. Dogs are smart enough to live in air conditioning and they never have to do anything for themselves. Why don't we ask our resident dog how smart she is, okay? How how smart do you think you are? Everybody be quiet, okay? We need to hear her make an answer. Oh, no, no. She's ridiculously smart because she is vindictive. She remembers things. Yeah, see? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. She has her own attitude, personality. There's got to be something in the broad ocean. We haven't even discovered 80% of the ocean. You're telling me there's not something smarter than a dog or an octopus down there? Sea creatures, dog. I I want nothing to do with those. I don't want nothing to do with either. Even an octopi, bro. Those things can, like, change colors, and you can't even see them. They are delicious. (laughs) I like me some calamari. (laughs) Is calamari octopus? No, that'd be a squid. It's squid. Yeah. But they're in the same kind of vein. I don't know. Fuck squid. Just I'll, I'll eat a squid, not an octopus. No, yeah, no. I'll eat them both. Nothing octopedal. Uh, I mean, didn't recently some guy? Uh, this could be totally fake, but didn't he get eaten by a whale and like somehow? Yes, came I, back from it. Yeah, he didn't do well. Is that real? I think it's real. No, it is. He got swallowed by a whale. Yeah, I don't know how he got this out. It's like there. modern day Moby Dick going. Or on. modern day Magic School Bus. Remember that episode where they shrunk down and went in the guy's mouth and went through his whole digestive tract? Ah, I do. That's like Osmosis Jones. Great movie. Or what was the one from the eighties? Inner Space. I think Wait, was the name of it. You're talking about ET. No, no, there was one where they shrunk down into. Oh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yes. Yeah. Ah, yes. Ah, that yes. documentary. I remember that, that documentary. Oh, I mean, we Rick all... Moranis and all his documentary yeah. knowledge. We fell in love with Auntie by the end of that movie. We just, every kid wanted to be able to shrink down and ride an ant for a day. Oh, that'd be scary. I don't want to mess with ants. I'm not a fan of ants. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's not. It's All right. So we're all in the agreement that there's something out there. We don't know what it is and we can't explain it. For I think sure. we can agree that we can't even explain the things we can see in this world. That's true. Like, like, what are we going to do with things we can't see or perceive? Yeah. We have no clue. There's too much out there that is just un. We don't know anything. We don't. And what we do know, it's wrong. We know nothing. <laughs> and I say that because like, so my, you know, my girlfriend's like one of her best friends. Her uncle is like super clearance Pentagon science nerd or whatever. And he mm-hmm. just like offhanded comment is just like, you know, the girl's talking about, oh, I got a physics test, blah, 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 oh, you, blah, blah. And she's, and he's just like, yo, you have a physics test? It's irrelevant because everything that they teach you, like, it's wrong. Like, what do you mean? Because well, we know things that don't apply to what we teach anymore. Yeah. And then the, the answer after that, he's like, uh, you don't and, have the clearance level. And then it's like, oh, that's crazy Uncle Gary. Nobody yeah. believes him. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but he gets paid billions of dollars by the government. Yeah, so, so he must know something. He must know something. Uh, Talks I, about how our science is fake. I can't, I can't wait to read Uncle Gary's memoirs when he passes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, there's plenty out there that I don't understand. And I think it's, we think we understand. I think you're right. I think we understand a lot of things, but we really have no clue what's actually going on. Do you think we're earthing right? You think we're using the earth correctly? No. You think we're using our resources wisely? No, we don't know shit. We don't know. I think because there's always, there's so many different sides to every debate, whether it's global warming or pollution or harvesting planting. You go back just three generations and we almost killed the entire United States during the Dust Bowl because we didn't know how to rotate crops. Yeah. Yeah. We almost killed the entirety of it. We almost became Egypt because we didn't know how to do that. And we know that Egypt at one time was a fertile, lush ground, and now it's desert because they didn't know what the hell they were doing then. No, I don't think we understand what's going on. I think everything that we think we understand isn't right. There's probably a way to do it right, but I don't think we're earthing right. No, and I've never thought about it that way, but I think you're correct. We are not earthing properly. I don't think we are. Got to work on your earth game, bro. Oh, I think we do. We all do. We need to earth up. Yeah. Earth. 
<laughs> Come on, baby, tell me what's the word. Not Earth up. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so, guys, we've been sitting here for the last hour and a half, just bullshit and talking nonsense. And I want to tell you, thank you're welcome. You. Thank you. <laughs> Seriously, thank you. The whole premise behind it when I started this podcast was off mic, off the record. Everyone always asked me. Hey, when you guys go to commercial break during the live show or when it's before a set or something, what are you talking about? This. Yeah. This well, is you picked much, the right idiot. Yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> this is exactly what we do anytime we're together. It's like a green room. Kind of it thing. is a green room conversation. It's the feel to it. And I think this, this is kind of that peek behind the curtain that a lot of people don't really understand. There's always that kind of mystery around what goes on. And I'm just like, everybody's just normal. We just talk about the same shit y'all do. <laughs> it's well, we just... Enjoy it a little bit more. I do sometimes. love to hear what people think we do. Like, uh, are you tuning your instruments and practicing your songs back there? No, we're talking about food that we're going to get in yeah. about two hours. We're looking at breakfast places. Aliens. Aliens. Squid. <laughs> and intelligent dogs. Octopedal. Uh, usually it's some kind of sports debate. There's always that. Too. We haven't even talked sports. We went through a whole hour, didn't even talk about sports. That's impressive. That is us. impressive. That really is. So one quick sports story about this group here, just to let you know, we were doing a live show at Billy Bob's Texas several Ooh, years ago, I know, already what and we were coming back from commercial break. This isn't like we're in the beginning of a commercial break. We're coming back from commercial break. There's 400 people out there, and all of a sudden, you hear, oh, shit, and everybody <laughs> like the fight, the on the stage out. jumps up and sprints to the bar. And I'm going, and we're live in five. Shit. <laughs> no, it was like a fight broke out. That's it really was like a fight broke out. And sure enough, here's this guy named Odor just turning around and just Batista. Oh, Batista. Yeah, right in the man. face. And so I had to dump and go straight to back to commercial break. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll be right back. Another commercial. Yeah. <laughs> Boop. That was a good time. Yeah, that was awesome. 15 musicians just lost their minds for a minute. It was great. Yeah, we were cheering. It was the greatest moment. And dummy me didn't record it. I should have on my phone. (laughs) Unfortunately, I had headphones on telling the station going, go to break, go to break, go to break, go to break. (laughs) Nobody's here. They've all left the stage. They're all gone. All of them? All of them. It's just me. It's Mm -hmm. an empty stage. And there's people staring at me. And I don't know what to do with my hands. (laughs) But yeah. So the second half of this was off the record. And by off the record, I always would lean to the song that maybe an artist or a group has that has kind of been around. It hasn't been something that's been released. It's not that single. It's not your most well-known song, but it's that personal song that's always just been there that's kind of had a special feel to it. Maybe it's the bottom of the guitar case. It's the one that gets scratched off the set list or is maybe at private shows is played. But that's how I always kind of ask is I ask the guests to end the show by giving me that song. What is your off-the-record tune? There's we have a couple, but this one seems relevant. But I played it last night. We do a couple acoustic songs in the middle of the set randomly. And uh, were you guys dancing last night during this one? No, I know the other one. Uh, No, I heard like a big cheer. Maybe that was one of the other songs, but this sounds like they're denying something. I'm just (laughs) I think they were just cheering for you. They were cheering for you. I think it was those genuine applause and good feelings to towards you. Ah, Because we were. Yeah, we were on stage. Yeah. Well, this song You should is, feel proud uh, of those. Those were your applause. Yeah. I thought they were goofing around behind me. Sometimes I'll be up there by myself, and I'm like, why is anyone applauding right now? I'm in the, <laughs> mid- I'm in the middle of a verse. And Johnny I back, and I are and slow like dancing. Dancing together, doing something, so I yeah. couldn't tell. But No, but this time it was all the people just oh, liked yeah. him. They just liked you, Matt. Thanks, Jay. Good job. <laughs> this song is called New Get Around, and it's about how my dad would occasionally 
come home with a brand new car unbeknownst to my mom. It was always kind of like a, what did you just, what did you just do? What huh? Have a do what? Car? So uh, I wrote a song about uh, some of those times. Daddy came home one day with a big old smile on his face. Mama said, Jack, where you been? Daddy took Mama aside and looked her right in the eye and said, I hope he ain't mad at what I did. Then in his own sly way, he covered her eyes as if to say, surprise, my dear, we're going out. Put the kids to bed and let your hair I got a new get around, baby And there's a seat just for you I've been saving I'll be your driver, you'll be my Miss Daisy In my new top down, get around, baby That is an awesome track. Thank you, guys. That yeah, was fun. You. Profitsandoutlaws.com. 
Find you on all the socials at Profits and Outlaws. And as far as music, anywhere that music is streamed, sold, purchased, or listened to. Yeah, unless you live in Canada. Okay, explain. <laughs> I mean, you can't listen to one of our songs in Canada. Yeah, it's, we don't really know why. We don't know why either. You know, you just, a song uh, or any song? A single song. If you would like to listen to Dreamer and you live in Canada, you cannot go to YouTube. You can go to Spotify, but for some reason, YouTube says you cannot listen to Dreamer in Canada. Some shadiness going on. Not by us. We're totally up and up, as it were. Aliens. Aliens, bruh. Squids. I did want you uh, just, I, it took everything inside me while you were go, singing that beep, song. Beep, beep. No, no. <laughs> I know. I just wanted to go, my TV That's a song nobody will know. That's unreleased and <laughs> partially unwritten. Yeah. Unreleased and unwritten. That's the way I like it. For the next one. Yeah. yeah. Soon like enough it. it'll be. All right. More to come. So thank you guys for coming on. And until next time, friends, I'm Aaron Bentley. Adios. Off Mic, Off the Record is a Blacktop Poetry production. For more insight into your favorite independent artists and all things behind the scenes and in between, visit blacktoppoetry.com. Our theme is provided by Austin Upchurch. Go check them out at austinupchurch.com. I'm your host, Aaron Bentley. And if you made it this far, you're either really bored or you fell asleep. Either way, thank you for your support, and I'll catch you next time. Adios. It's gonna be okay.